In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Marij Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani You know, continuing our discussion from last time, um, one of the things that stood out to me at the end of our conversation was this distinction between secrecy and authenticity. You know, this has come up with our various discussions with um, ex-Ahmadis, you know, talking to ex-Ahmadis, talking to ex-Muslims, you know, and just different people who, for, for better words, they have chosen authenticity as the thing that they will pursue. Um, recently, you know, Suhail made a video about authenticity and, you know, that sparked a lot of interest for some people as well, where the idea is that authenticity should be upheld beyond all other things. Now, you know, I, you know, I come from a fairly conservative background in some ways, and I was always taught about this distinction between public and private. You know, some things are private, some things are public. There are certain things that you talk about within your family. There are certain things you don't really share with other people. You don't air your dirty laundry, so to speak. But that, for some people, seems to be a hindrance on this value of authenticity. So I guess today I wanted to talk more about this distinction between um, authenticity and secrecy, Uh, I'm not even sure if secrecy is the right word or not, but this is the only word that comes to my mind right now. And I guess, you know, Farhan, what do you you see the distinction between authenticity and secrecy in the same way that I do? Or do you see value in one over the other? Um, It's it's hard to pick and choose and like it's hard to make a blanket statement and say that mm-hmm. secrecy is better than authenticity. <laughs> you know, that obviously right. wouldn't make sense if you if said that. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is right that in, in certain things, there should be secrecy. I mean, what happens um, in the bedroom, you know, there's privacy uh, between mm-hmm. the husband and wife or just even the family, you know. It, it should stay right. within that house or within that confined space it reminds me mm-hmm. of uh, this narration of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or about the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, i and and uh, i don't have the narration in front of me so i might ha- not have all the perfect details but there was this individual who was passing by the house of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he peeked through a hole i mm-hmm. i i don't know what kind of hole it was because in those days it Obviously, it wasn't a keyhole, but it was some sort of hole. And he tried to mm-hmm. peek through into the house of the Holy Prophet wasallam. And the next day, he told him about it. So the Holy Prophet wasallam expressed much dislike for this. And he said that if you had, if I had known that you have come and you're looking through into my private space, I would have 
poked your eye with my with my comb or something that he referred to basically mm-hmm. basically he was expressing his dislike for this behavior or this desire to you know be a be very nosy and and try to to look into the lives of other people right. but at the same time you know the the problem that we have in nowadays is that everybody wants to do it everybody well, people follow celebrities on social media people mm-hmm. uh, subscribe to these magazines where they are trying to look into the private lives of famous actors actresses uh, even politicians uh, right now right, yeah. we are we are we are having this discussion in a climate of impeachment of the president right, of the united exactly. states and they yeah. are trying to determine uh, what happened in that phone call for instance and right. and they're trying to determine whether the, so i mean i i understand that when it's criminality the the right. the, the state or the society when they those mm-hmm. things come into play for the safety mm-hmm. of the society for the safety of uh, the government whatever they they, they they when it comes to cr- crime they have a right to know mm-hmm. but but right. other than that and when it comes to leadership as well i think you know politically yeah. like i'm just reminded of the example in the history of islam of um like a cloak that has it umar got and you know somebody asked him where where did you get that from um i i, I may have gotten right. the details incorrect but you know it was like oh well this is where i got it from and i'll tell you exactly where when and who gave it to me um so that you know there's no doubt in your mind about anything so i think there's another element we can add to this which is transparency uh, so so when it comes right. to leaders they should be transparent about certain things like um their their wealth or their mm-hmm. you know in in certain contexts especially when it comes right. to be, uh, when it comes to be a political con- context right uh, mm-hmm. where you know where you expect a leader to share his tax returns for instance i mean right. those kind of things right. are are tr- they have to be transparent but right. getting back to the to the issue that we were discussing when it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to the private lives and even you know the sins that people commit they mm-hmm. should be well hidden i mean they there there's no question the quran is very clear on that and i refer to chapter yeah. 24 verse 20 of the holy quran where allah says auz billahi minash shaitan rajim ولیمن popularized something that has mm. you know to speak in modern terms something has gone viral on the internet which is immoral right. that right. is something that islam uh, is uh, is very much against the islamic teachings are very much mm-hmm. against that that don't try to you know spread something is there some evil in you don't try to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone else becomes you know does the same thing the, you know right. try to combat the evil within you and at the very least prevent it from spreading 
right? Um, so, so, so yeah. I, I've I've heard this I've heard this notion before, and often the notion in the the context in which this notion is presented um, comes up in like you know uh, domestic abuse or like familial abuse, where they will say that no, you shouldn't tell other people you know, what happens between you. And I guess this is where I think many people who are personally impacted by this, they they really get, you know, kind of up in arms about this discussion because, you know, perhaps they've they've suffered, you know, familial abuse or, you know, domestic abuse in any way. And the response that other people have given them based on their own interpretations of these same ideas that we're talking about is, hey, don't tell anyone what is happening. You know, don't spread it because otherwise then you will be spreading, you know, the fascia, you'll be spreading the evil, you'll be uncovering, you know, perhaps your husband's or your partner's or your, um, your, your, your father or your mother's sins. So where, where is the distinction between, you know, I guess a, a, a very specific situation like that as compared to what we're speaking about generally? So again, I, I I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to understand your question. So if you could like repeat uh, what you're trying yeah. to say, so that I can try to understand it better. So so I, I I'm wondering that you know this idea of not spreading someone's sins, right? Is that more you know how does that play in the context of say you know familial abuse? Like you know so for example you say you know your father. So is now we're again going into we're going into criminality. Familial okay. abuse is a form of crime. Domestic abuse right. is a form of crime. Okay. And we have touched on these few uh, discussions in the past as well, um, right. where we have tried to distinguish these behaviors as right. a form of crime. And in, when it comes into criminality, then it right. should then the be reported. It should be reported. Right. We in the Ahmadiyya okay. Muslim community, we encourage, for instance, uh, those women who may come forward and say that they they have suffered domestic abuse. We tell them mm-hmm. to go to the authorities. And, and resolve right. it and, and protect themselves. Um, right. and, and, and there are men also who suffer from domestic abuse. And, and, and they, they right. can do Yeah, no, they can it's do across the, the board, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, are, what I'm trying so, to say, when it comes to, um, you know, Fahisha, the, the verse of the mm-hmm. Holy Quran that I just uh, recited a couple of minutes ago, it mentioned Fahisha. Fahisha mm-hmm. refers to evil of the kind where there is immorality involved. So there is... Adultery, for instance, fornication, there is mm-hmm. uh, immoral behavior, uh, locker mm-hmm. room talk, as they call it, right? Uh, right. You know, that kind of uh, attitude or that kind of behavior. So the Quran is saying, do not spread that. Do not make it a norm. This normalization of evil is something that can mm. corrupt the society, right mm-hmm. that's that's so, what this is but uh, you know i also wanted to touch a little bit about uh, what what sohail uh, mentioned about authenticity and uh, mm-hmm. by the way we haven't heard much from him lately we have been talking about <laughs> him a lot from uh, our end at least right but anyways yeah. uh, he talked about authenticity and other ex muslims also talk about how they want to normalize Becoming ex-Muslim. normalized, leaving Islam, yeah, becoming ex-Muslims because th- this is their true and authentic self. Yeah, I, I think as far as that is concerned, as far as 
that uh, that aspect of their their struggle is concerned i do not object to it because i think there's a lot of uh, stereotype and there's a lot of in in the muslim countries you know i mean even as the as both of us ahmadi muslims we are seen as apostates in Pakistan somehow. I don't know how that works, right. but they feel yeah. that we are, even though we are born Ahmadis, um, and they would feel that that we have become apostate. And, and then some people would even go ahead and say that we should be killed. So that kind right. of, you know, I wouldn't be authentic in, in Pakistan if I'm all the time mm-hmm. concerned about my life be just because I'm an Ahmadi or just my because safety, I'm a... Yeah. Yeah, just because I'm a Shia or atheist or ex-Muslim of uh, belonging to some other faith, I, you know, it's it's it, authenticity is important, and that's mm-hmm. why you know I whenever I I have these youth sessions or youth meetings and all those things, I try to encourage them to to read and to know and understand where they're coming from as far as their religion is concerned. They should understand it. They should they should they should know who they are. And be authentic mm-hmm. rather than just carry on an inherited belief and an inherited culture, right? So I, I want to go back to the discussion we're having on, you know, sin and criminality. Right. Is there, is there, I guess, you know, the three words that are sticking out to me in this discussion is sin, evil, and uh, criminality. Immorality you know, something as well. That's a, right, immorality as well. So something... You know, something is sinful, something is evil, something is, um, you know, a crime. Right. Is there, is there, I, I know, I know you like, you know, semantics and, and, and the words, the importance of the meaning of words, which I also agree with. So is there a distinction between the three? Like, are, are they all three, you know, kind of tied with each other in some way? Like, should something I would, that's, yeah. Yeah, so, I would, I would say that. Evil is a broad term which defines everything, right? Okay. Uh, evil. Um, so within evil, there's sin and crime. There's sin. There's immorality. There's crime. You know, uh, I think the simple formula to understand the dist- distinction would be that a- at any moment where an evil act harms someone else, someone other than you, it becomes mm-hmm. a crime, right? I mean, okay. for instance, if you're harming yourself by taking um, by taking uh, drugs or someone commits suicide, then w- no one can do anything about it um, mm-hmm. uh, unless someone tries to prevent that from happening. But what I'm trying to say is that when the moment you inflict some sort of harm to another individual or to society at large, either directly or indirectly, then it becomes a crime. So, for instance, we, we mentioned domestic abuse that's where you are harming someone else. Or mm-hmm. let's say uh, you sell drugs, right? And your drugs right. are harmful to, to minors or to, to mm-hmm. uh, other individuals. That's a crime. Uh, or mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're not driving safe on the road, I mean, that would be a smaller mm-hmm. form of that. But the idea is the same, that you are, by, by speeding, for instance, you right. are becoming a danger to society, danger to others. So I think that becomes uh, that That's enters so, that, but, but crime yeah. can also have its shades, right? I mean, speeding would be a mm-hmm. very minor, uh, you know. Sometimes it's just even the police just overlooks certain things, but uh, but you know it, it gets a, a harsher and harsher, uh, depending mm-hmm. on the nature of the crime. 
And then right. all of this is evil, but it's also mm-hmm. um, a crime. It's also a crime, right? Yeah. So th- these are, I, I would say that they sometimes go parallel. Some, sometimes certain things would be a crime in certain uh, societies or certain governments, but they would not be sinful from a religious perspective. Right, that could also mm-hmm. that could that's another shade. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. To, to 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 this uh, to this discussion, but interesting discussion. I mean, it's very thought provoking to mm-hmm. try to distinguish between these things. But I think it right. comes down to the very basic, uh, you know, uh, what in Islam we call hukukullah and hukukulibad, things that are due mm-hmm. to Allah and things that are due to other humans. So, for instance, Islam would see that if you are not praying um, five mm-hmm. times a day, that's sinful, but that's not a crime. No one is going to punish anyone for not offering their prayers in the, like the government is not going to get involved. No one is going to get uh, thrown in jail right. for that, right? If, if they are, right. then they have violated Islamic principles. But, but, so that wouldn't be a crime, but that would still be sinful, right? So there's another, this, this right. shade of it as well, right? And I guess there's another shade too where, you know, certain things that are supposed to be individual matters then kind of become criminalized. Like, you know, what's happening in Iran, for example, right now, you know, like uh, wearing the hijab is also not wearing the hijab is is a crime because the idea is, is that you're impacting others or you're impacting other people's morality or spirituality in whatever way. And yeah, in a very extreme a way. Yeah, in a very extreme, extreme way. way. Yeah. Therefore, it's a crime. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, compare that to Pakistan, where even in Pakistan, you have 99% of the population uh, who are Muslims, and most of them are very conservative. And uh, yet, uh, the the uh, burqa and the veil is uh, hardly, it, it, it almost doesn't exist at all. And there are no laws mm-hmm. that are forcing women to, to cover themselves. There are some cultural pressures, but other than that, it's, it's uh, especially in the cities in Pakistan, it's, it's almost gone. It's almost disappeared. So, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you interpret these things that in Iran, they would see that as uh, objectionable. In, in Saudi Arabia, the, even worse, right? And so, some, some things, mm-hmm. they didn't even have women allowed to drive there. So that gets a very right. extreme version of these, the, the interpretation where they would see that. Uh, so they are now, okay, so now the, the, the shade that they are looking at is morality. So, so mm-hmm. I think they are banned now, but in Saudi Arabia, they had what is called the moral police, right? And, and yeah. what they would go and they would go around and see if someone is behaving immorally. And mm-hmm. that morality police is, again, that's a totally different shade. Now we're not technically talking about crime and, and you know, sin, but it's a, it's a slightly different category where that government is seeing that as both crime and sin. And they're going after that. And they have a different division in the police for that. So that's uh, another extreme way of, of, of looking at it. Again, Islam does not allow these things. Uh, there's no compulsion in religion. The Quran is very clear about that. So as far as Ahmadi Muslims are concerned, we wouldn't see that in this way. Right. Right. So, so I, I guess to, to wrap up the conclusion that I'm drawing uh, from our kind of thought-provoking discussion is that the distinction between secrecy and authenticity is basically understanding the distinction between evil, sin, 
um, criminality and immorality. So there are things that, you know, if it's a crime, then definitely, you know, it should be kind of made public in some ways because you would want other people, you would want the person, you know, who's committing the crime to, you know, have his due justice uh, served to that person. Um, And also you'd want others to know that this is not okay, this is wrong. And then there are certain things which are sinful, you know, but they're very much, you know, just about between you and God and no one really else because it's not really harming anyone else per se. Those things should not be, you know, disclosed uh, publicly and they should not be kind of aired out publicly. Like, you know, you shouldn't go around telling other people, hey, like, you know, like my 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 father doesn't pray, so to speak. Right. Uh, but, you know, if your father is, you know, physically abusing you, then, yeah, you should tell someone because there is a distinction between the two. Um, one is harming you directly and the other, you know, is just between him and him and God, just as an example. Um, would, is there anything that you know you'd like to add to to that? Yeah, I mean, this is actually this is this is actually very good food for thought. I mean, our listeners can also think about it. There's certain types of sins is between me and my God, right? There's certain types right. of uh, sins that could be between uh, uh, two friends, you know, yeah. who have uh, you know conspired to to speak evil of of another brother in faith. Or yeah. uh, it could be certain types of sins that are, uh, uh, you know, the uh, just the sin of the eyes, right? Or the right. sins, uh, sins of of hearing, or the sins of, right. you know, between family or between spouses. So you know, those are the sins, and then not all of them are going to be uh, crime. So the example of uh, two friends who are con- who are speaking ill of another the moment you, they conspire to harm the other individual in some way that becomes a crime but before that is still when they're just thinking or talking about it is sinful right no one is right. going to uh, um, like the government is not going to try to hold them accountable before it's, there's no thought police as far as as far as we know right yeah. now there's that right. 1984 only in 1984 <laughs> only 1984 but you know yeah. uh, if you if you listen to what edward snowden and some others have been talking about there's a lot of uh, monitoring of that as well but that's another topic so i mean yeah. there's yeah. that crime aspect to it there is the sin aspect to it and there's the immorality aspect to it so all these different uh, shades uh, that are there. And as a final point, in our religion, in Islam, because there are so many sins and there is a possibility of us to get into sins that we may not even be aware of, in Islam, they, they, this is something very much encouraged, which is to do istighfar, to constantly mm-hmm. seek forgiveness from God Almighty. It's very uh, it makes you very peaceful. It's a very, um, it's a sort of like meditation where you're constantly seeking forgiveness from God, and it humbles you, and and it purifies you. And so Islam is very right. much, uh, you know, about that. And uh, recently, one of my books uh, came out, and I talk about it in that book as well. We will, inshallah, do a podcast uh, about that book as well, and we'll talk more about it, inshallah. All right. Well, you know, in the meantime, if you have any doubts that come to your mind or any questions or concerns or anything that we've talked about right now or any of our previous episodes, feel free to reach out to us at theconvictionproject at gmail.com. Or, you know, if you want to visit or listen to any of our other previous podcasts, uh, visit us at our website at www.theconvictionproject.com. 
This is the Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah, Salli ala Nabiya.